The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone is doing great. I think yesterday, folks, I messed up. I think I said it was Monday night. It was really Tuesday night. I don't know anymore, folks. I'm doing seven shows a week, uh, working on this business behind the scenes, doing research like crazy, collaborating with several other researchers and independent uh, journalists. And then on top of it, I've got the newborn. He wakes us up about uh, three, four times a night. So some of the days feel like it goes into the next day. I don't even know anymore, folks. I got a giant pot upstairs of turkey soup that I made. It's my second giant pot of turkey soup because we had two different turkeys. So I made two pots of soup. That's for tonight's dinner. This has potatoes and carrots and celery, diced tomatoes, Uh, All kinds of stuff in there. And then what I did, I mentioned the bread on yesterday's show. Well, today, I've got a bread up there ready to go in the oven. And this one is filled with everything bagel seasoning, basil, fresh shaved Parmesan cheese, and minced garlic. So we'll see how that comes out. That's to go along with the turkey soup. So I apologize, folks. It is Wednesday night. I didn't mean to take you back in a time machine. But it's Wednesday night going into Thursday morning. And as you know, we are focused on CBDC, trying to understand what this central bank digital currency control system looks like, how it relates back to the original technocracy documents out of the 1920s and 1930s. And so... I've uh, begin to uh, began to dig really deep for you guys. I found you a test case run out of the Bank for International Settlements on this cross-border multi-country test. We saw that the United States is running a test right now on the uh, regulated liability network. So we're really finding all of this stuff going on. There's uh, between 100 and 112 countries that represent 95% of the world's GDP working on CBDC now. Some have gone into launch phases. Some are in research and development. Some are in test pilots. So this is coming at us at warp speed. People wanted to know this. Personal friends of mine, family, people from the show. And they said, hey, would you mind uh, focusing on this for a little while? Because I want to know what to do with my investments. I want to try to understand when this is coming. We are getting closer to that, folks. Last night, I was up. God, the uh, William usually wakes up around, we've been going to bed at 8 or 9, and then he wakes up around 11 to 30 for his first feeding, and then he goes back to bed, he wakes up at about 2.30. So now I've just been staying awake until about 1 in the morning, laying in bed doing research. And so between my research and that wide awake Jim, he's gearing up to come back on the show soon. He is going through something like 2,000 Bank for International Settlement, uh, 2,000 pages of Bank for International Settlement documents today. Maria Albanese and I were sharing information back and forth last night. She's the co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays. 
and she was sending me a bunch of stuff some of which i already had in my archive other stuff i hadn't seen or it was an article written by another source so i went and compared that to my notes and so I've got a bunch of stuff here to review. It is episode 100, folks. I was trying to get Maria on, but when she is in the Christmas spirit, she is in the Christmas spirit. So I was lucky just to have her collaborating late last night. And so she couldn't really do it. And I was going to look for another guest and do a special 100 episode. And I said, you know what? What's so special about 100? We want to get to 1,000. So we're not going to celebrate episode 100. We're going to just keep digging into central bank digital currency until we find what it is we are looking for, folks. So I hope you appreciate this. This is for you because there were uh, dozens, maybe hundreds of people that reached out and asked me my take on this. So that's why we've dedicated the last few episodes this also i found direct ties between peter thiel and the ethereum blockchain where a lot of the cbdc is being built on top of and so that piqued my interest because as you know we've covered peter thiel in six or seven episodes and i really personally dislike him he is a technocratic transhumanist and uh not a really good guy folks not in my opinion anyway all right so let's start breaking this down i don't want to waste a lot of time here i'm just going to ask you guys right up front though please leave a five-star review at apple Podcasts. if you haven't done so please just pause leave a five-star review in a comment it really helps us i enjoy those also feel free to join us at pain.tv slash gold for a few dollars a month i think it's like eight dollars and change a month you get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast podcast and the thomas Paine podcast and access to a facebook like mobile application and website where you can communicate with other fans of the thomas Paine podcast and the dust and gold standard share like uh share information back and forth intelligence it's a great place to meet people a lot of these people on there have become friends in real life so i say check it out it's really worth it i was a member before i started doing the show here and um, a lot of great conversations going on there also if you'd like to leave a donation for the show please do so at donorbox.org slash dustin gold show also something new is coming uh there's been some issues i don't know how it is for you but it's something like 72 percent of folks listen to this podcast on apple Podcasts. well usually apple Podcasts, when an episode is done it rolls you right into the next episode well the last few days that hasn't been happening and these episodes that i record are about two hours mike moore's show the thomas Paine podcast is usually about three hours and these episodes get broken into 30-minute chunks and then released as, say, episode 100, part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4. And there's a reason why uh, Mike Moore and his team over there does that. And it has to do really with monetization, and I'll explain it to you eventually. But what I'm working on, because I want people to get a hold of this information, is I am looking into a paid service that allows me to put out a private RSS feed with these shows in full with no ads. And we have the ads on the public side of the show because we have to put food on our table. It is a way to generate some revenue and pay us for the time that we are putting into this. I mean, I know that for me it's full-time i know for mike it's full-time and so we need to be able to pay the bills otherwise our 
uh, respective wives will throw us out of the house. So I'm looking into this service now to put out the show in a private RSS feed, and that will be a subscription-based service. And I am looking at the cost, what it's going to cost me to actually do it. And then I'll figure out what the cost to you will be. And then it'll also be balanced. So what I lose from you listening on the public side with the ads stuck in there, I'll make up on the subscription. So I think it is of value to you. You can listen to the shows without all the commercial breaks. And it will be much easier and it won't cost you that much. So I am working on that because, frankly, I don't want to listen to the show with... um, with all the commercials in it, sometimes I'm driving in the car and I'll put on one of my shows to refresh myself on what I talked about a week or two ago, if I'm going to reference that in a show that I'm doing today. So that will be coming out shortly, folks, a private RSS feed. It'll be a subscription-based service. I'm talking to a couple of different companies now trying to find the most economic solution, but I don't want to cheap out. I want something that works really, really well. All right, here we go, folks. I've got kitco.com. This is an article. I don't generally do breaking news, as you know. I want my shows to be evergreen so people can listen to them at any time. They can go back and learn about the history of technocracy, transhumanism, eugenics, all of these subjects that we cover here at the Dust and Gold Standard. But Maria Albanese sent this to me last night, and it's crazy because I thought Ukraine was being pummeled by Russia. They're going to be out of uh, electricity this winter. Everyone's going to be starving and freezing to death. Uh, The poor president president over there, Zelensky, the guy hasn't even been able to uh, change out of his pajamas for the last six months. He hasn't been able to shave. He walks around looking like G.I. Joe. So it's, uh, I thought they were just under attack, being pummeled by missiles and, and bombs, and they're almost completely annihilated. Well, here's an article from Kitco, K-I-T-C-O.com by Ernest Hoffman, literally published yesterday, November 29th. It says right here, Ukraine publishes an outline of its E-Hrivnia CBDC project. All right. So I guess they have time to work on central bank digital currency. And as you know, we covered here at the Dust and Gold Standard that Ukraine is this giant smart country. It's a big, huge technological prison planet, a technocracy. Right. So they have time to do all this while they're being pummeled and their president hasn't had an opportunity to take a shower. All right, it says here, editor's note, with so much market uh, volatility, stay on top of daily news, get caught up in minutes with our speedy summary of today's must-read news and expert opinions. So if you want to get information from Kitco, you can do so here. I know um, several of you have been reaching out to me over the last 48 hours that you're signing up for updates on a lot of these crypto-based websites so you can keep on top of the news. So that's probably a good idea if you're interested in this, but there's so much out there, it's so complex. Anyway, let's just go through this. So 100th episode, there's our big surprise. Ukraine launches CBDC plans. Yay! 100 episodes. Says right here, the National Bank of Ukraine, NBU, has published a draft concept for an E-H-R-Y-V-N-I-A, E-H-R-I-V-N-I-A, a central bank digital currency version of its national currency. Quote, the national bank 
presented to the representatives of banks, non-banking financial institutions, and the virtual assets market for discussion and feedback. The project of the concept of e-hrivnia, digital money of the National Bank of Ukraine, end quote. The NBU wrote in a statement outlining its approach to the e-hrivnia on November 28th. The e-hrivnia would be, quote, an electronic form of the monetary unit of Ukraine, end quote, and its purpose would be, quote, to effectively perform all the functions of money, supplementing the cash and non-cash forms of the hrivnia. End quote. The NBU wrote they intend for the CBDC to be, quote, convenient and accessible to all segments of the population, legal entities, state bodies, banks, and non-bank financial institutions, end quote. Goes on to say here, folks, quote, the development and implementation of the e-Hrivnia can be the next step in the evolution of the payment infrastructure of Ukraine. It will contribute to the digital digitalization of the economy, the further spread, spread of cashless payments, the reduction of their cost, the increase in the level of their transparency, and the increase of trust in the national currency in general, end quote, said Deputy Chairman of the National Bank, Alessi Shabin. Shabin also said that the CBDC would help ensure economic security and strengthen Ukraine's monetary sovereignty and would also strengthen the National Bank's ability to maintain prices and financial stability, end quote. Or, quote, as a guarantee of sustainable economic growth, end quote. Meanwhile, you have Vladimir Putin out there on the Russia side calling for someone, someone to develop an international CBDC, saying that... Uh, the government of the United States has too much power, so we need an international CBDC free from the uh, central banks in the United States. Well, who's he calling on to do this, folks? The only people that build this stuff are the technocrats that work hand-in-hand hand with the central bank and the governments. So you have Vladimir Putin calling for an international cross-border digital currency. Meanwhile, you have Ukraine launching their plans for their national CBDC. You see how this all works? Everyone's an enemy, folks. We're all at war, but they're all on the same page, and they all want the same exact thing. Give me a break. It goes on. The NBU also presented a potential design of the e-Hervnia. It's architecture characteristics and advantages for payment service providers during its discussions with market participants it said that quote the use of a technological platform for instant e-hrivnia payments service programming and data flow analysis end quote would create opportunities for new business cases the digitalization of existing services and other advantages the NBU said that during its work on the e-Harivnia concept project, it took into account the results of its own 2021 survey of financial market experts on the potential demand for the e-Harivnia and also drew on the experience of other central banks which are developing digital currencies as well as its own research. I thought these guys were under threat of being blown off the face of the earth by Russia, but they have time to form a digital currency and there's a demand for this currency. I thought other people were scurrying. 
Aren't they all dying? Now they're saying, give me a smartphone, put a uh, microchip in my hand, and let me go out and spend my CBDC. Aren't we supposed to believe that Ukraine is going to freeze to death over the winter and they'll be wiped off the face of the earth? But no, no, no. It's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to make a CBDC. Unbelievable. When we get back, let me finish that up. We've got to go into some really uh, deep dive stuff into the company Consensus, owned by Joseph Lubin. And I'm also going to show you uh, what the central bankers and the Federal Reserve are saying about programmable money. You really need to understand this stuff. This is the most dangerous element when it comes down to you and me, the people that actually have to accept and, and spend this programmable currency. I'll be right back, folks. This is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I figured it out over the break, I think. Apparently, the Ukraine CBDC program is actually designed to help the people of Ukraine survive the winter because now they can take all that paper cash and use it uh, to start fires in their living room in order to stay warm. I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, come on. This is what they're working on while they're supposedly being pummeled. It goes on here to say the National Bank of Ukraine is considering and developing three possible options for their CBDC. One, eHervnia, for retail non-cash payments, with the possible functionality of, quote, programmed, end quote, money, right, there you go, for the implementation of targeted social payments, the reduction of government expenditures on administration, and control of targeted use of funds, and the use of smart technology in certain situations. So you have program money. And that's implementation of targeted social payments, reduction of government expenditures on administration, and control of the targeted use of funds, and the use of smart contract technology in certain situations. All right, number two, eHerivnia for use in the circulation of virtual assets, for example, for exchange provision of issuance and other operations with virtual assets the eHerivnia could become one of the key elements of qualitative infrastructure development for the virtual assets market in ukraine and number three eHerivnia to enable cross-border payments this would enable cross-border payments to be made safer cheaper and more transparently well vladimir putin would be happy i guess now maybe putin and Zelensky could stop uh, playing wwe wrestling uh because they both agree they need these cbdc cross-border payments to be accessible to all uh the article wraps up with the national bank of ukraine wrote they are continuing to develop the herivnia quote with participants of the payment market participants of the virtual assets market and state bodies end quote 
They added that the National Bank, quote, will approach the issue of issuing its own digital currency carefully and taking into account in particular the potential impact of its introduction on the financial system of the state, end quote. The National Bank of Ukraine launched the e-hrivnia project in September of 2021 to determine the feasibility of a large-scale issue of a digital form of the hernivia in Ukraine. All right, so there you have it, folks. There you have it. Nothing mentioned in this article about war, by the way. Nothing mentioned about war. All right, let's move on here. We're talking about Consensus, this company that I stumbled upon in my research. And unless you're digging deep into the world of central bank digital currency, you would really have no reason to stumble upon Consensus. And just to back up for a moment, because I just want to explain this to you. So you've got this guy, Vitalin Buterak, and he was developing Ethereum in 2013. I explained Ethereum in episode 97, so you probably want to check that out. So he starts developing Ethereum in 2013. If you believe this story, I don't. But this is the official story. 2014, Peter Thiel comes along. And he pays Budalak $100,000 to drop out of college and to develop Ethereum full-time for a two-year grant under the Peter Thiel Foundation through a program called the Peter Thiel Fellowship, which we've covered extensively on the Dust and Gold Standard. We've covered a lot of the Peter Thiel Fellows and have shown you the projects that those crazy folks are working on. So 2014, Budalak starts working on this full-time. He has a partner, actually a few of them, but one of them's name is Joseph Lubin. Okay, 2015 comes along, all right, a year, maybe two years later, comes along, and uh, Buterin launches Ethereum. Joseph Lubin launches a company called Consensus. Consensus is a software development company focused on blockchain technology sitting on top of the Ethereum network. Okay, so it's a software development company focused on building out this Ethereum network. Consensus is involved with central, uh, the central bank, uh, various central banks around the world, and they are working with private, so-called private sector partners like Visa, MasterCard, uh, et cetera, that have these financial infrastructures already built. Okay, like 80 million merchants worldwide, just under Visa alone. I don't even know how many. I've been looking for it. How many people actually carry around a debit or credit card with the Visa stamp on it? So they have a massive infrastructure that already connects consumers to merchants, And then they have infrastructure that connects retail merchants to wholesale. They have wholesale to manufacturer, manufacturer to natural resource suppliers. I mean, huge network. So what Consensus has been working on is bringing the current infrastructure into the mix and figuring out how to be able to overlay this new blockchain technology on top of that and be able to help the central banks uh utilize cbdc central bank digital currency across these existing networks okay that's basically what i've been able to put together so far so you have consensus now run by joseph lubin who was partners with vittel and burak under ethereum while peter thiel was funding it all right that that's really 
the Thiel connection there. So consensus is pretty damn big, folks. Let me just show you uh, some of what I found here. All right, so we have consensus. I'm on consensus.net. It's C-O-N-S-E-N-S-Y-S.net. And this is an article from March uh, 15, 2022. I mentioned it the other day when I first came across them, but now I just want to start to show you some stuff. And for those of you in crypto, if you've heard of MetaMask or use MetaMask, one of these exchanges, that is owned by consensus. All right, so consensus raises $450 million Series D funding as leading self-custodial wallet MetaMask reaches over 30 million MAUs. All right, and within this, you've got SoftBank, uh, you've got Microsoft, I'm going to show you in a minute. I did not go through all the companies invested in this as I've done in the past. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of InQtel, CIA connected firms here, Peter Thiel connected firms. I just, it's not that important right now at this point in the investigation that I'm doing to go in and start researching all these investors because there's a lot of them. So I'm going to just pop back to crunchbase.com, and I've used this before. I've showed you you can look up investors inside of various companies. And so it says there's actually 49 investors. I can't see them all because I don't have the paid service. Uh, eventually, I may uh, I may do that. But you've got SoftBank in here, and I just want to show you. So one of the investors is Decrypt, D-E-C-R. YPT, who I've used when I'm covering CBDC as a news source, right? And so I'm like, wait a second, Decrypt, I thought they were news on cryptocurrency. So just to show you, I go look up um, Decrypt and okay, so now I'm back at Decrypt.co and this is just their um, about page. And it says, your gateway into the world of Web3. And we know Web3 is basically the metaverse. It says, Decrypt was founded in 2018 with a simple mission to demystify the decentralized web. We are a site dedicated to helping people understand this brave new world. Whether it's trustless networks, privacy coins, coins, or oracles, we strive to produce the original coverage of the biggest stories, insightful profi- uh, profiles on the industry's movers and shakers, as well as engaging educational content to connect the dots. Decrypt is funded by Consensus a New York-based incubator. But we are both editorially independent and technologically agnostic. Right, sure they are. Our aim is to highlight to our readers what really matters whilst providing a toolkit to understand the fundamentals. We are a map for the doers of Web3 to help navigate the space and uncover the expertise and resources they need to shape the industry for themselves. And so... And it goes through uh, basically their mission statement here. But as you can see, so Decrypt that I've been using as a source on this CBDC news is actually funded by consensus. All right. So now you're starting to see this tangled web here. And I just wanted to show you that because uh, I think I find it to be quite important, actually, to understand that we're looking at news um, coming out of a news organization funded by one of the people actually working with the central banks to build the infrastructure for CBDC. Now, let's go back to consensus.net, and I want to show you something here. Um, 
It says, so this is uh, where consensus just raised $450 million in Series D funding. It says the latest raise values consensus at over $7 billion, more than doubling its valuation since its $200 million Series C raise in November 2021. Okay, so now they're valued over $7 billion. In January, MetaMask exceeded 30 million monthly active users accessing Web3 applications, a 42% increase in four months. And Fura is the leading Ethereum development platform with 430,000 developers and in excess of $1 trillion in annualized on-chain ETH transaction volume supported through Infura's Ethereum API. So you've got Ethereum now with supposedly over 430,000 developers working on projects on the Ethereum development platform. It says funding will support the hiring of over 600 new employees globally and continued reinvestment in development and tooling for the extended Ethereum ecosystem. So what I want you to understand first is, all right, this isn't some little rinky-dink operation with two nerds uh, sitting in a room. This was founded in 2015 by Joseph Lupin, uh, Lubin, partner of Viteran Budalak, the founder of Ethereum. Uh, they were co-founders, actually, on Ethereum, uh, funded by Peter Thiel when they were actually developing it, right? So now they're talking about hiring another 600 people, and the Ethereum network has over 430,000 developers worldwide operating on the development platform. All right, so this is a big deal, folks, a huge ecosystem. All right, so this is consensus here, consensus that I found that's working with uh, the central banks and working with Visa and MasterCard. And remember, we uncovered the Bank for International Settlements Innovation Hub document, which outlined the project that they just did this cross-border test with four territories uh, running CBDC across uh, borders. And who did we find that actually was developing it? It was consensus, and they were doing it on top of the Ethereum framework. All right, so this is huge. This is big. Obviously, you're not going to hear this stuff on Fox News. You're not going to hear it on 99.9% of podcasts. But this is a big find for us here. It's obviously being reported out in crypto news. But bringing this info to you, this is going to help us start to figure out what is actually coming, ladies and gentlemen. We found the folks that are building it. We are inside the belly of the beast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 